0: Uh, the lead pastor here, and we are finishing up a series uh, we've been doing over the last three weeks in the book of Psalms, and finishing up today. And we're talking about worship today, which kind of for uh, simplicity, it's like worship is kind of you kind of declaring your admiration for the thing that is most important to you. And we'll talk a little bit more about what it means, but just for that right now, it's kind of the thing that's most important to you. And, And there was this time like a little bit in youth group, a little bit kind of in in college, some different churches I was a part of. That there's kind of this this guilt that they would make you feel about uh, liking something too much. So like it's like if you worship God and if you like something else too much, then he's like, well that you're using that. It's competing for your worship. And so and so for me, it, it was always college basketball, always. And there's always been this kind of this. Latent guilt that I have felt most of my life actually for liking college basketball too much. Like I have these these voices in my head is like, do you worship God more or the Razorbacks? Right, and I just feel I feel I feel bad. Right, and it's like because I you know you like it too much, you know, and think, and if and if and if it can be true, it probably is. Um, yeah I mean like me and some friends we started we started tailgating for Saturday basketball games some friends here at the church and you know I go to all the games I get I, get, I post about it it's like I really I really do like it a lot but I mean but then you know then the little voice little debate I'm having in my head is like maybe you talk about God way more right I mean it's like, it's like your job and stuff I mean it's like and, like, even, like, basketball, like, you're taking guys from the church. I mean, it's like a church, like a church thing, right? So I'm having this really weird debate about which one of those things I like more. You know, clear, I, lo- I like God more. It's fine. 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 But then I was thinking about Like, what, what if I were going to be serious about this and really really think? What, what would be the thing? Like, if there really is something that is rivaling worship, like the, the thing that, like, is clearly the most important thing to me, the thing that, that is the greatest, the best, it's top in my life. other is it? Is it? Is it my wife? Is it my kids? My family? Is it? Is? Is it basketball? Is it my hobbies? I'm now see, I was gonna bring this up, but we weren't gonna show any pictures because no one wants to go to church with this. I mean, th- th- that is red and white striped. Over. I mean, like. What an idiot. Get that off of there. Good grief for embarrassing me and the church. Everybody and everybody, oof. anyways. So um, uh, hmm, got me. Um so it's really not basketball. It's really not my family. Honestly, if there's something that's competing, you put all what do all those things have in common? Sometimes it's my wife, my kids, my job, my hobby, whatever. It's it's me. It's it's me. What do I think is the most important person or thing in the entire world? Me. Which is a little bit what we talked about last week. We talked about um, in your your story. like The story of your life, who's the primary character? Is God the central character? Or are you? Are you the central character? Am am I the most important and, and God is here to support me? Or, or is God really number one? He is the one that I worship. I believe that God is incredibly and significantly more important than I am. So we're talking today about what it really means to worship. What does it really mean for us to worship? I mean, the Psalms are full of incredible Psalms about worship. Psalms where are these, they're just overwhelmingly proclaiming to God how incredible He is. We could have picked from a number of them. We're going to be looking at Psalm 111 today. We'll look at the whole thing and just kind of look at some different aspects of it, essentially kind of fill in, in the blank here. Worship of God is what? Worship of God is, and then and we are kind of, kind of fill in the blank with some things. Um, Psalm 111, starting verse 1. Praise the Lord. I will extol the Lord with all my heart, in the counsel of the upright and in the assembly. Great are the works of the Lord. They are pondered by all who delight in them. Glorious and majestic are his deeds, and his righteousness endures forever. He has caused his wonders to be remembered. The Lord is gracious and compassionate. He provides food for those who fear him. He remembers his covenant forever. He has shown his people the power of his works, giving them the lands of other nations. The works of his hands are faithful and just. All his precepts are trustworthy. They are established forever and ever, enacted in faithfulness and uprightness. He provided redemption for his people. He ordained his covenant forever. Holy and awesome is his name. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. All who follow his precepts have good understanding. To him belongs eternal praise. So he's just just proclaiming to God just how great and awesome what he's done is, who he is. He's just proclaiming all of this awesome, that God is great. It's it's an incredible psalm of worship here. And there's several things here (coughs) that can kind of help us if we're going to be the kind of people who kind of get things right. Where I'm not going to make me the number one thing that I worship and God's kind of my supporter. But I'm going to really get things right where I am living a life that shows to myself, to God, and to the world that God is of primary importance. He is the one that I worship. Worship has this idea. It comes from worth. Worth. The, the, The one that I am declaring is worth. The most to me. There's a few principles here that I think that we can take. And the first one is found in verse 1 from the very beginning. It says, Praise the Lord. I will extol the Lord with all my heart. Where? In the council of the upright and in the assembly. With my whole heart, I am going to declare how awesome and credible God is. I'm going to do this with my whole heart. And I'm going to do it in public. I'm going to do it in the council of the upright and in the assembly. So, what is worship? Worship of God is first and foremost, it is meant to be public. Worship of God is public. And so, welcome to the church worship service. And so, by you being here today, you are 80% of the way there, right? You showed up today to a worship service. Like, I'm willing to at least be in the presence of people worshiping publicly, and that's great but we've got to get over the last 20%, and probably some of us did, and probably some of us are still working on it, where I am going to publicly declare in front of other people that I am, I think God is great. And I'm not just going to listen to people sing about God be great. I'm not just going to simply look at words that describe how great God is. I'm not just going to simply mouth those words or even sing those words. I'm going to I want to worship and I want to do it where people can see it and I can experience it. And, and, and I can declare to people, this is what I believe to be about God. But we've got some hang-ups about this, about really kind of taking something like this public, right? Things that kind of just make us feel a little bit awkward. And like I said, and like I, like I mentioned, we, um, me and some friends, we started, a, um, we started this tailgating for basketball, uh, we started about a month ago. No one was doing it. You know we know why you, know, you, know, you want to know? You want, you want to know why? No one tailgates for basketball? It's winter, right? Like what kind of idiots? I mean, it's winter. Do you not know that it's winter? Do you not know that it was in the 30s and Wendys yesterday? I promise you what I know, I do know that. I know that it was in the 30s and Wendys yesterday. Um, it, it's cold. But we like and so we wanted to do it. One because we like basketball Two, We like being around each other. Those guys can cook great food. It's fun. We're also we're trying to build hype about it. So the first time we did it was in December, a game of Tulsa, the Tulsa game that was here, and um, we didn't bring any external heat, heating element of any kind, and it was, really, it was really, really a bad scene, but we had a great time, and me, I am, I'm not good at organizing things, and I'm not good at food preparation, so like, what do you bring to the table? I bring hype, energy, and a knowledge of social media. And so what I was able to do, we were able to do that first time, is we were able to create a lot of buzz and interest about it on Twitter because, hey, look at those guys. This is how great, oh, look at the basketball team's back. And so we got a lot of interest and buzz about it to the point to where we did it again the first part of this year, and we had sprouted another tailgate. I don't know who these guys were, but there was a second one. It was really cool. And then, da-da-da, TV camera showed up. And it was a lot of fun. They, inter- they interviewed me and kind of did some things at tailgate. We are on the news that night. It was really, really cool. And then, you may not know this, we have a local celebrity here in the church who is, uh, I'm not talking about me, I'm talking about Jason Zool. who, uh, who hosts a, a midday show um, called Good Day NWA. Next thing you know, this is what this is, right? And, um, and, he, and so we got interviewed, and we were hosting a little fake tailgate. It was, it was incredible amount of fun and here's the thing people are like I don't know that I want to worship in public I don't know that I'm comfortable with that because then I'll look like an idiot (laughs) What what do you think so I look at that like I look at it I look at it a little bit through your eyes and I think clearly that guy's dressed like an idiot Right? Head to toe, red and white. I like, I do not have the build for, for, for stripes of any kind. And, 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 and the hat that is a net. And it's just, it's just the whole thing. But you know what? It doesn't feel dumb to me. It doesn't feel dumb to me at all. Do you know why? Because I, I love it this much. I love it this much that if I can bring extra hype and energy and attention to it, I'll do it. I'll do it because it's fun to me. And I love it, and it does not matter to me the number of people that look at that and say, what is that? And if you, if you look hard enough on social media, you'll find this little fake little pratfall thing that I did where I just demolished their set. It was, it was great. You should, you should find it. We're not going to show it today because it's already distracting. This is already distracting enough. So we get a little bit weird like, I don't know if I can worship. I don't know if I want to sing out loud. Somebody might hear me. I don't know if I want to stand up. That might be weird. I'm not going to put my hands up. I, I just, it just, it just feels, feels dumb. It feels weird. It feels awkward. But honestly, I think that more just reflects the fact that just that our hearts and our minds are in the right place because I love God that much that I will gladly sing. Like, in what other context do we sing in public? And what other context would you stand? I mean, like, like I, I love it. I, I love him so much that I will, I, will, I will do something that may or may not look a little foolish, sound a little foolish. But I, I do it for, because I just love it that much, it just doesn't seem weird to me. And like I said, 80% of the way there, you're at the service. You get a little bit further by saying, I'm going to participate in the service. But honestly, the worship of God leaves with you in this room that I'm going to live a life that demonstrates to the people that I live with, the people that I work with, the people that I go to school with, I'm going to demonstrate to them that I have a love and passion for God. And again, you think, well, that seems weird it's only weird if, if the love and devotion to God isn't there. But when you love something and you're committed to it, you just find yourself talking about it and expressing it. And so this guy, as we says, like, with all my heart in the council of the upright and in the assembly and with the people who are, who are, who are also worshiping with me and then just with people, I'm going to declare with my whole heart my love and devotion for God. Well, we continue on here, in verse 2, the things that he begins to say is he's describing what this looks like for him, describing with, uh, this love for God with his whole heart. Verse 2, great are the works of the Lord. Verse 3, Glory, glorious and majestic are his deeds. Verse 4, he has called his wonders to be remembered. He provides food, verse 5. Shown the people his power, verse 6. Verse verse 7, the works of his hands are faithful. He's provided redemption for his people. Verse 9, over and over again, just describing how incredible the works of God are that he sees in his life. And so, worship of God is not only meant to be public, but too, worship of God is for what he's done Worship, I worship God, and the way that I worship God is by, it's for what He's done. I look around and I see all the things that God is doing in my life, and I speak those things back to Him. Thank you, God, for doing that. And I have, I have to have eyes that I'm looking for it. What are the things that God has done? What are the things that God is doing? And I want to thank Him for that. For those of you who were not here last week, you did not get to hear the, the epic announcement that we no longer own that house in Cabot that we owned for nine and a half years after moving here, right? If you were here last week, you got to be a part of the big whoop whoop. And if you, if it's news to you right now and it feels a little underwhelming how you heard it, I'm sorry. That's what happens when you miss a Sunday, right? Don't ever miss. Okay. Um, but here's the deal. You know what? You know what? You know what? What? There's no takebacks. Did you know that? Like 12 days later, 12 days later, we still don't own that house, right? So we've got, we've got a little bit longer. we got nine, nine years and, and nine and a half plus years to catch up to where we don't own it as much as we did. Um, <clears throat> we still don't. And that realtor, and we thanked her. A lot of realtors failed over the years where she succeeded. And, and I, my wife, thanks to my wife, she worked really hard, a lot of different things to make this happen. I've spoken to a few of you, just your prayers and your commitment and kind of standing alongside of us. I mean, this was, it feels, feels like it was a team effort. And, but, 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 God, but God did this. Sure, I wish he'd done it a little quicker. I wish he'd had a different plan of, some, of sorts. But he did it. And he gets the most praise. It's not something that we did and he helped. This is something that he did. And I am grateful for him. To him, I'm thanking him. I've been thanking him a lot. I harassed him for a long time. And now I'm going to thank him. But you know, it's not just the epic things. It's not just the big things. It's the waking up today. It's the eating of the food today. It's the friends today. It's the family today. It's all of the things. It's the beauty of the sky today. It's all of the things. This is what God has done. And I need to live a life with eyes open and heart open that sees it. And I see it and I reflect it back to Him in the way that I speak and the way that I live. Thank you, God, for being so incredibly good to me. Thank you for doing this. Thank you for doing this. Thank you for doing this. Because I think, again, part of our problem is, our, our worship is low because our eyes aren't seeing. I'm not as keenly aware of what God's doing. I'm looking at the things that are happening in my life, and I'm thinking that I'm doing them. And the things that I don't have any control over that God's doing, I'm not even noticing those. I mean, who was thankful for the sun coming up today? It's kind of a big deal. I'm really appreciative I'm appreciative for the oxygen levels in our atmosphere. I mean, there's lots of things that God is in control of that I should be thankful for and I should be looking for them. I look for them, I see them, and I reflect it back to Him in worship. And so I'm looking for things to praise God about in my worship, things that He's done. But we don't want to be limited to that. I don't want to minimize it because it is overwhelmingly important that we make sure that we are always speaking back to God. Thanks for the things that He's done. But we don't want to limit to that. That should not be the extent of our relationship with God, just like it shouldn't be that way with any friend. You know, you got a friend. You're sitting there having a conversation with a friend. You're like, you know what I like about you? What? Hey, you buy me presents. Okay, that's cool. What else? Well... I mean, you visit me when I when I when I need something. Like you come by, check on me. You, you drive most places. I mean, like you're just always doing stuff for me. I appreciate that. But what 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 do you really like about me? Well, I mentioned the stuff and the serving. I'm at a loss. Like that's not a relationship. That's servanthood. that's not. Loving them for who they are, we could not tolerate that long term in a relationship. You tolerate it in a baby, you start tolerating it less in a toddler. And then as the kids get older, you're like, this relationship that I am this is going to have to change somehow, right? It's not just that. Like you can't certainly can't uh, tolerate it in an adult relationship. It has to be deeper and more than that And this psalm, which is really specifically about praising God for His works. But even in that, we see the character. Verse 4, the Lord is gracious and compassionate. He is trustworthy. He is faithful. He is upright. We're not talking about just simply what He's done. We're talking about who He is. Because the thing that He does are a reflection of the character of who He is. I don't love my friend... Because you do things for me. I love the heart that you have. You just have this incredible heart of love, and I admire that. And obviously, I'm reaping the benefits of that. But what I love about you is who you are. And God does incredible things for you. But what I love is the character that those things come from and the overwhelming power he has to do those things. So worship of God is public. It's, it's worship of God is also for what He's done, but it's also for who He is. I am going to tell God, God, you're, you are great. What you did was great. That was cool. This thing you did, I enjoyed it. Yes, but you, you are faithful. You are compassionate, and and I and I admire that. I admire your ability to love someone who does not do a great job of reflecting that love back to you. I, am, I, am, I admire and am in awe of how big you are, and how creative you are, and how powerful you are, that you could create a universe just by speaking words. You are loving, compassionate. Uh, you, you forgive. I, I, you, you're so... I, it's in, It's incredible. I have this thing with my wife, you know, it's, it's something you should do with your wife if you're not, right? You tell your wife the reasons why you love her. And historically, um, I've referred to my wife, I've referred to her as the total package. She's a total package, and he's like, what does that mean? And I say, well, it's three things, three things. You're the total package. You're beautiful, you're smart, and you're funny. you got a great sense of humor, you're just fun to be around. If you perceive of yourself like I do, if you perceive of yourself to be funny, like you really want to hook up with somebody who has a great laugh, and has a good sense of humor, and of course she has a good sense of humor, because the way you can tell she has a good sense of humor is she laughs at the things that I say, which then is, hey, look, you guys have a good sense of humor too, well done. It's um, so like, you're the total package, you're beautiful, smart, and you're fun, and I just love you, and so there, but there's times where we're sitting around, we're talking, I'm telling her that, she's like, I want to know what it is you love about me, but you can't say those three things. And here's the th- here's the thing. It's not, it's not it's not some competition. It's not some, And it, it's not challenging to do. It's not like I go, okay, wait, 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 hold up. Let me think about this for a minute. Man, I can come up with another ten to twenty very quickly, very easily. Just about about the, the kind of mom that she is, and, and the servant heart that she has, her incredible attention to to, to detail. Um, the, what an incredible friend that I see her being to 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 the ladies in her life. There's lots to admire about her. It's not hard to come up with something other than the three, but sometimes, like when we're talking, it's like she wants me to talk about why I love her, but I can't do those things. Like, it's not needy. Don't think that it's needy. Don't think that it's weird. It's none of those things. It's a relationship, and it's her saying, like, no, I, I want, I want to hear more. I want to know more. I, I, I want you to. I want to know that you think deeply about me. And who I am, and what you love and admire about me. This is what I want from you. It is a very normal thing in a marriage relationship to want that, to want that your spouse to think that they are thinking deeply about you and love you deeply, and have thought about why that you are more than just someone who uh, does things for them, and that you are more than someone's yeah, I kind of like them, you know, for a couple of things, you know, yeah, yeah, but how much more in a relationship with God that like I want to be thinking deeply about how incredible He is. I mean, you think about a God who can, with words, speak an entire universe into existence. Like, a God saying a word and a big bang happening, maybe you can imagine that, but then also just the intricacy of detail and the beauty of His creativity, and then He would match our souls and our eyes that we would perceive the beauty, that He would create the beauty and then create us in such a way that we would be able to experience it. He is creative and big and incredibly detailed. I mean, he is epic. And we need to do a good job. We, I mean, again, I'm not, I'm not, I don't want to minimize it. We've got to start there. We've got to start with eyes open wide enough to be able to see the, the hand of God in our everyday life and what he is constantly doing for us. But can you say, wouldn't you just open your eyes just a little wider, to look at the character and the heart and the abilities behind those things that we see. The kind of God that can not just create a universe, but that can operate the way that it does. Not just the God who does good things for me, but clearly a good, gracious, compassionate God who is willing to do good things for me often when I don't deserve it. And so you not only do what you do is great, who you are is great. And he ends, he ends this psalm, verse 10. We've talked about doing it publicly, we've talked about what he's done, talk about who he is, and he ends it right here, verse 10. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. All who follow his precepts have good understanding. To him belongs eternal praise. So this phrase there at the beginning of verse 10, you'll find it a lot in in Proverbs. And you'll find it scattered all throughout the Scripture, this idea that the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. There's a couple of phrases there we need to make sure we understand. One can be a little off-putting for some at first. um, But I'll just kind of go with the point, and then I'll kind of explain it a little bit better. Um, Our worship of God is public. It's for what He's done. It's for who He is. And worship of God is where life begins. So what he's saying here is that the fear of God... The fear of God is the beginning of, of wisdom. What, what is the fear of God? And here's the thing that was always said to me to kind of soften the blow on this for me. Because like fear of God, that's not, you're not supposed to be scared of God. God loves you. You're not scared of things that you love. That's weird to say, to be scared of God. Not supposed to be scared of God, just love God. And so what they would always do in church for me is they, they would take out the word fear. It's not fear, it's actually respect. Just put in the word respect. And I'm not a big fan of that. It's like, oh, I'll take out this word, put in a different word. Like, that's something, but it's not Bible study, right? If he wanted to say respect, it would say the respect of the Lord is being a wisdom. And there's there's better, more precise words. So somewhere we've got respect here, which isn't quite what he's getting at with fear, and, and scared. Somewhere between respect and scared. This overwhelming awe of how incredibly big and awesome God is. So it's the last, this is the last time I'll bring it up, I promise. So we had this little, this little tailgate thing that we've been doing. And, and each time we've kind of had these minor uh, sports celebrities show up, but each time it's gotten a little bit, a little bit bigger. And our hope is that eventually that the coach or the athletic director would show up, and that's, we're kind of building towards that, right? We're trying to figure out how we can do this. We've been working at it. Um, but I, it's probably good that they didn't show up the first time, because if they like, did show up the first time, I... I, 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 I Suddenly professor word talkle guy is kind of like coach. Like I mean, it was just it's like it's the it's the coach, it's the it's the coach, the coach. Can you believe it? The coach showed up and we 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 would talk about it forever. Remember that time we had the tailgate and the coach showed up? I mean it would just be like i like, not a, I'm not afraid of him, but in that moment, I maybe. Right? Like, yeah, God is a friend, he loves me. He's a great uh, father, but if you think about it, I'm I'm kind of in this overwhelming awe of how powerful he is and his his incredible character. And this is, so essentially we're saying, what you need to realize is not only is God first, but the gap between first and second place is overwhelming. You you should be in awe, a a fearful awe of how big and great and awesome he is. He's first by a lot. He says understanding that is where wisdom begins. What is wisdom? Let's just say it's practical knowledge. It's the knowledge you need to kind of live life in 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 a good, productive way. And what he's saying here, what the scripture again says from cover to cover is, you want to know how to do life the right way? It begins with you getting things in order. I understand who God is with respect to me first. I start there, and then the other questions about life that I'm trying to answer, who am I, what am I supposed to do? Or just even the simple things. Should I make this decision? Should I take this job? Should I move here? Should I marry this person? Should I date this person? Should we have kids? Whatever all of these questions are, it starts with a recognition of who God is in the gap between Him and me. And then I understand that. It all makes sense. Some of us are trying to figure things out trying to figure things out, and then try to figure out, where, well, then how do I squeeze God into this life that I've built for myself? And that's just incredibly upside down. And so there's some of you that if you were to say, it's like, man, I, just, I, still, I still feel like life's working right. Like, I don't, I don't know what to do. It's just not making sense. And I think it's, it's time to invert things. I've been living life at center stage And it's time for me to recognize that God is first and and start there. Some of you aren't struggling. You think you've got all the answers figured out. You think you're walking in wisdom just fine. You think you've done a good job and you're trying to fit God in. And I'm telling you, you're struggling and you don't even know it. Because you're not living life the way that is intended. The wisdom... That, you're, that you think that you have is temporary. The wisdom that you have will fail you because wisdom in life begins when we understand who God is and worship Him well. So more than any Sunday, we kind of got a great, it's easy segue to talk about uh, the worship response time that we have. It is time to take our worship public. If you made it here 80% of the way by being here, let's keep going the rest of the way. And let's publicly declare, let's not just... Listen to worship songs being sung. Let's not just say words. Let's sing and speak them from our heart and declare publicly to God that I recognize that you are great and what you're doing is great. As always, there's places to do it. In the back, there's people who would love to pray over you if you need some prayer. There's a cross, there's prayer candles, there's communion available. We have an opportunity to give, which is, again, it's a statement of worship. God, you said you want us to give to you. You're more important than the stuff I want to buy for me. I'm going to give to you. We have lots of ways through worship singing, through through prayer, through giving, through just quiet reflection. Stand, put your hands up, bow down, sing boldly, but let's just declare to God out loud right now that He's number one, not me. Let's pray. God, I thank you. I thank you for these awesome people, God, who made it here today. Got out in the cold, set an alarm, got the kids ready. I knew had other things they could have done. But made a decision today that said, I, have, I want to worship you today. I want to hear from you today. And so, God, I just pray, even for those of us who are reluctantly here, who are only sort of here. God, I pray that you would draw our hearts all the way in right now. And that God, in a public way, we would declare the awesome works you've done in our life. Proclaim your incredible character. And God, put you in the right place in fear and wonder and awe. so that we we can live life the way it was intended. And God, we thank you for your son, Jesus Christ, who gave his life for us, who came back to life. And through his life, his death and resurrection makes all this possible. And it's in his name that we pray. Amen.